100. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. I'm Tim. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. You give yourself a hand if you've been following with yes, us the sir. whole time, bro. This is day 300. 300, man. It's That's crazy, crazy, right? That's crazy, bro. Yeah, been killing it, man. It's dope. Yeah, it's so good, man. Um, been so blessed by it. And we almost to the finish line, right? <laughs> um, and today, man, we're just going to uh, hop into Second Peter. Second Peter is, you know, one of the most neglected books of the New Testament. Isn't preached out of a ton. Isn't mm-hmm. studied or memorized a bunch either. But it's important and profitable uh, for us as believers. And again, written by my man Peter, this is, you know, likely to the same group of Christians. And Peter is about to go the way to earth. He's about to die. Yeah. And he keeps it a buck with him like, oh, it's about to be a wrap. And he offers them this departing challenge, right, um, to grow, to continue uh, growing in godliness. But also he tells them uh, to be aware and warned about these false teachers and about the fruit that has come from their life and their teaching. Um, and so he opens up and he's like, yo, for this very reason, how he, he starts off and says, yo, God has given us, you know, through his divine power, yep. um, everything we need for life and godliness. But he gives this exhortation in chapter one. Yeah. And he says, for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with, with goodness, goodness with knowledge, knowledge, self-control, self-control, peace, endurance with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, mm. and brotherly affection with love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being useless or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the thing that's so dope about this list, man, is that, um, you know, he starts with faith and he ends with love. And mm. so... Uh, many have said that this is like a staircase um, in, in the Greco-Roman world. Virtueless and viceless were yeah. ubiquitous. They were everywhere. People always did it. And one kind of funnels into the another and another. And the root of all virtue, we must remember, is faith. Yeah. But the goal, the climax is love, right? Which is the supreme Christian virtue. Um, and so it's super dope how he starts Yeah, off. Man, I love, I love this passage. Just because Peter, he, he teaches us that for the Christian, we should be the most diligent people in the world mm-hmm. because we have the most generous God Amen. in the world, right? Amen, so you bro. see three and four, he doesn't start with make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness, self-control, all of, all of that stuff. Right. He says his divine power has given mm. us everything required for life and godliness. Mm. And then he goes and says, by his very great and precious promises, so that through them we may share in the divine nature, right? Wow. So it's like, God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. And because of that, Mm. our motivation to work and to grow in godliness is God's work. Mm. We we are always on the receiving end. Like we are responding to what God has already provided for us. So Mm. um, yeah, just a beautiful, beautiful reality for us. Yeah, bro. I, I love the idea that the grace precedes the grit, right? That's like it. We, That's it. The grace comes first and then we get to work <laughs> and do all these things God calls us to do. And, you know, some may think like, man, like, um, how do I cultivate these virtues? Right? Yeah. Like, how do I do this? How do I get this knowledge? How do I get this godliness? And I, I said it before in this podcast, but again, in the ancient world, one of the, the ways that they thought about cultivating virtue was was through imitation, right? Mm. So it was looking at models and imitating them. And so you should live in proximity to Christians if you're a Christian, <laughs> yeah. and you should imitate those who are knowledgeable. Imitate those who are self-controlled, right? What do you do? Mm. Like, get get time with them, right? Yeah. Ask them. But also, prayer 
and Bible read. Right? That's, that's the old school way. That's like, it, get that Bible out that's and it. pray every morning, right? And the Lord, ask the Lord for you. What would happen if you asked the Lord for these virtues every single day? That's it. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Man, he... And it's a, it's a proverb that says this. It says that repetition is the mother of learning, mm -hmm. right? And so, like, when we see what Peter is doing um, in 12, he and he'll say this throughout the book, these are just reminders. He's like, yeah. I'm here to stir you up yes. by way of reminders so that you would be established mm. in the truth, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not just, okay, I read my Bible and, okay, I, I memorized this one passage. He's like, right. no, like, continually yes. rehearse, mm. think, meditate, memorize, dwell, contemplate the scriptures. Yes. And from that, we see these qualities being formed in us. Yeah. At the same time, by his divine power and the, and the great promises that he's given us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and he starts off talking about the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that that word gnosis, it can mean like intellectual knowledge. But here, the way he's using it, it's a intimate knowing and mm. relational knowledge. Yeah. So it's like, no, like it's not just we know trivia about Jesus. He's born in Bethlehem. Come on, he's not Pontius Pilate. Uh, you know, it's not just we know trivia. It's like knowing him, having a relationship with him the same way I desire to know my wife, Jasmine. I'm still come learning. On, come but on. it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but, but that forms the bond between you and Christ in such a way that you start to take on. Yeah. And we, I got to say one more thing. No, you know, on that joint. Do you, bro. We here. You already Because oftentimes when we think about what you just talked about with knowledge, mm -hmm. we think about, okay, I agree that these theological truths are true, right? right like right. I, I agree that this is true. And that's what we think about when we think about belief. Like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I, I know these things. I believe these things. But yeah. what he's saying is like this faith, this knowledge mm -hmm. flows into this obedience, right? Yeah, like it's yeah. like knowledge is not just agreeing with the truth. It's also connected to obeying the truth. Amen. So, and that's where that intimate knowledge comes in. So. Peter just is doing a phenomenal job of just breaking that down for us in that, in that first chapter. Yeah, and then he pivots after that, talking about, you know, cultivate these virtues. And we're going to get to why later, why he, he starts out that way. But he pivots and says, yo, for we, talking about the apostles, did not follow cleverly contrived myths when we were made uh when we made known to you the power and coming of our lord jesus christ instead we were eyewitnesses we were <laughs> no, no no i was there bro he was there man, man. they uh, was in the trenches yeah bro i was, I was out there i was you know i seen the water i seen the you know bartimaeus get his out get his sight back all that come on he said yo for he uh for he received honor and glory from god the father when the voice came to him from uh from the majestic glory saying this is my beloved son with whom i am well pleased mm. now crazy <sighs> Matthew 17 is where this takes place. Break it down. The Mount of Transfiguration. So you remember, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, the inner cohort of the disciples, up the mountain. He's transfigured and transformed right before him. The Father from heaven says, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. Mm. This was a Trinitarian revelation. This Come is on. the Father speaking to the Son. And Peter's going to say, now, the, now, the, now through us, the Spirit is working. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm starting to hit the email stutter joint. <laughs> Come on, King. <laughs> so listen. Come on. So Deuteronomy 18, Moses is going to say, yo, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, your own brothers. And he says, yo, you must listen to him. Mm. So this text, Matthew 17, is echoing Deuteronomy 18. Now, and even in that moment, Moses and Elijah was there. Right. right? Come on. So what Peter is saying, bro, Peter is going in because he's like, yo, he brings all of this up because he's saying, yo, he and the other apostles had access to the divine council. They had out. What is the divine council? The divine council is the presence of God. Heaven descended from earth 
in that moment Come on, King. When, when Christ was when Christ was on top of the mountain. So he's saying, but yo, because we had this yo. access, we have the authority to speak on oh, behalf of Christ. Goodness. When Moses would go up the mountain in the Old Testament, the only reason he had authority to speak to the people was because he was in the presence of God. Peter's like, fam, they don't don't wow. listen to these cats because we was really there. Come we was on. in the presence of God. In the same way, this is this is what and somebody pointed all this out to me. I ain't this tough. Somebody pointed all this out to me. In the same way that it's Christ good, can bro. speak on behalf of the Father, bro, because mm. he has this intimate access to the Father from mm. all of eternity. And so Peter is saying, We've been set apart as apostles as Jesus' spokesman. Mm. These folks I'm about to tell you about have not. Hey man, we can just go ahead and end <laughs> nah, it. Go bro, ahead and end it right now. It, I was in here hyped when, <laughs> when I was preparing. This. Bro, that is that is dope, man. Yeah, that is beautiful, bro. That's yeah. I gotta I gotta gather my breath on that one. <laughs> yeah, bro, man, it's so good though. That's uh, that's amazing. Uh, man, chapter two, Peter starts talking about chapter one. He's talking about this knowledge of God, yeah. um, and this grace that we receive. And his knowledge should safeguard us from false teaching, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you if you know a real, if you've seen a real dollar bill, you yeah. know what a real dollar looks like. And because you know what the real thing looks like, you know what the, you can tell the difference between the counterfeit, the right? Thing, and it's yeah. the same thing. The, the more we know God, we, the, the more we know his word, we're able to identify false teaching, right? And mm-hmm. so he goes in. And the interesting thing about two is he really doesn't say a lot about what these false prophets are saying. Yep. He's saying, pay attention to the outcome of their lives. Their lives, right? It's yeah. they're depraved, ungodly, mm. despise authority, mm. bold, and arrogant. And the interesting thing about these false teachers is their ministries are built off of pleasure, mm. right? Like mm. there's no affection for That's people. Cool. There's no love for people. There's no type of service. They are bent on authority um yeah. and uh self-righteousness and platform and all these different things yes. and peter's like yo like when you see these qualities mm. the same way you see in chapter one you see these qualities mm. you see somebody growing in their faith yeah. the same way you see these qualities you'll know and be able to detect a false teacher yeah there's there's this licentiousness right there's mm. this uh doing whatever my desires say right and so like <clears throat> Peter's actually going to call them irrational animals. Mm. Um, And one of the things that, uh, you know, is true in Genesis 1 is that when God makes human beings, he makes them set apart from all the animals. Mm. And one of the things that human beings have that animals don't have is rationality, reason, logic. And he calls them irrational here. Literally, alagos is in Greek. And so the animals, if we remember, or if we know anything about animals, they're ruled by instinct mm. and their passions within them that's how they yeah. operate yeah. and so what peter is saying they're they're just operating based off of their desires mm. right that is it they're being driven by their desires and not by the reason that god gave us to know and love him yeah. you see what i'm saying yeah. and so that's why he calls them that and then he goes on to say you know they promised them freedom but they themselves are slaves of corruption mm. since people are enslaved to whatever defeats them in other words they abuse this so-called freedom that the other places in the Bible will say we have in Christ. Now, the thing that Peter is saying with that freedom statement is that, yo, a life lived in sin seems like freedom, but is actually slavery. <laughs> a life lived for God seems like slavery, but is actually freedom. Mm. I can't tell you how many times, you know, I've talked to people and when I tell them I'm a Christian, they're not a Christian. And mm. they'd be like, oh, so what, 
what what all can't you do? You know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. I'm just It sh- starts with that. It right, starts yeah, with that. It's yeah. like, yo, like man, you in slavery because you can't do nothing. <laughs> you can't do this. It's this. I'm like, no, actually, I can do this. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Um, and so Peter is just just saying here, like, man, these guys are actually enslaved because they're ruled uh by their their passions. And again, this is why he starts the letter with the virtues he wants to see from the Christians, because he's like, yo, like to not be that way yeah. would say you 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 right. not out here you right, ain't really walking right. with the Lord if yeah. you're just living any way you want to live yeah. that's a characteristic of the false teachers not mm. it should be not it should not be a characteristic of Christians yeah yeah man it's good man um man chapter three um again he starts off man I'm trying to stir you up by way of a reminder yes, yes um and then you have these false teachers these scoffers he would talk about that are doubting the coming the second coming of Christ mm-hmm. right so the first objection chapter one the bible is a myth then yeah. chapter two oh god is not gonna judge evil mm. or judge false teachers three we have okay there are people like oh yeah jesus ain't coming back i'll do whatever i want to do yeah um and that's so interesting yeah when it comes to the judgment of god and even now like you have people um who want to kind of push that away and not really want to like discuss that it makes everybody feel kind of like icky like oh god god is a god of love yeah um but in this yes yeah, like God is a God of justice, right? Yes, like, yes, and uh, Fleming Rutledge, she says this in her book, um, In the Crucifixion. She says, God's love resisted is felt as wrath, mm. right? Like that. Say that again. God, that went over their heads. That went over their heads, Doc. That's God's tough. love resisted is felt as wrath, mm. right? Like that those who rebel against the Lord, and you see that in Romans 1 where yep. he, he gives them away to their own, their own desires, right? And so God's love will purify any way that stands in the way of his destiny, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. God That's good. has to confront and judge evil. And, and and this is the beautiful thing about God, right? Mm-hmm. The way he does it. So God would betray his character if he did not exercise judgment on evil. Mm. But we see that in verse nine. Yep, verse nine. God would also betray his character if he wasn't patient in doing so, mm, right? That's excellent, bro. <laughs> and so that's a crucial, subtle it, point we have to remember. That's good, yeah. And, that, and that's the difference between us and the Lord, right? Like we get angry, um, God gets angry. Mm. He's just slow to do it. Mm. Exodus thirty four six and seven, right? Ooh. So God in His grace, <laughs> God is slow to anger, and that's a that's a gift. So so Peter's saying, yo, like no, like. God wants repentance. Absolutely. <laughs> like mm. God is not quick to exercise his wrath. Like God desires repentance. Mm. And that's a, a gift that should cause and motivate people, mm. right? Mm. To repent, turn to the Lord um, yeah. for the forgiveness of sins and receive, you know, fellowship with God. Yeah. Oh man. That's bro. That's, that's fire, bro. Um, Again, it's so many themes just running <laughs> through this text. Again, I just want people to remember dog. And you hit on it, and I, I didn't crystallize it when I said it. Like, he's talked about the trustworthy word of Scripture based yeah. on the access he had to the divine counsel, all this stuff. But listen, at primary today application, if somebody is trying to lead you to distrust your Bible, mm. run. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, Amen, bro. Bro, he's saying listen Amen. to the apostles and prophets. Yes. God is speaking through his spirit. If somebody is trying to lead you mm. as a teacher... And they're living reckless, recklessly. Mm. Even if that recklessly is behind closed doors, Come on. run. 
if they're denying central doctrines of the faith Come on. or altering central doctrines of the faith, Come on. such as the second coming, run. Yeah. <laughs> God's yeah. judgment. He has, he has a special judgment for false teachers, bro. Come a, on. A special judgment. And in the same way that like God, he talks about in this text, the same way that God, you know, judged the earth with water in mm. the time of Noah. He's going to judge the earth with fire. Mm. Um, and, and and God's judgment and wrath, as you said, bro, is something we get squeamish about, but it's in the text. So we got to <laughs> say it. But the beauty of it is that ain't it. It ain't just, oh, the world goes to hell in the hand basket and it's over with. Nah, he says it's a new earth, a new heavens and a new earth Amen. that is coming. Um, and Christ is going to remake this earth uh, for us so we can live with him forever. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Want to pray? Yeah. yeah pray pray. Us, Father, we, we thank you. Yes, God for your divine power, your precious and great promises that you've given us. Mm. Father, strengthen our faith, um, guard us from the evil one, mm. Lord God. Help us to discern good from evil. Father, give us a deep affection, passion and love for your word, Lord, where we would be able to love one another well and also love those who oppose you. In mm. Jesus' name I pray, amen.